0: Tanya for the twenty-first of Tammuz, but first story. The previous Rebbe records stories from his childhood, and he says that once, as a young child, his father made a plan for him to 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 research, to, to learn topics in the in the topic of a Leiv a broken heart, which is the which is the topic of today's Tanya, and he he had written out a whole list of topics to, to write, to study. And the amount of time that it was going to take was three weeks. It was a three-week study course on the topic of a broken heart. During that time, the uncle of the, of the previous Rebbe came to visit. And his name was Nachum Dov. And the, his father, the Rebbe Shab, told him that if you want to understand, if you want to see someone with a broken heart... This this uncle has a broken heart. So, pay attention to him, pay, pay attention to him because then you'll be able to learn more about this. So the previous rebbe says during that three weeks when he was studying, one of the days he he was he was he was studying this topic, he happened to stop in the into the shul on his way on his way from Chayda. and he saw there was an elderly man. The man was the father of one of the one of the rebbe um attendants. And the man was sitting and saying to Hillam in the shawl. And it didn't, it didn't sound like he was, was making a scene. He was just sitting down and, and saying to Hillam. And behind him, without him even knowing, without behind him, the previous driver walks in and notices that in the corner of the room, his uncle is watching this old man say to Hillim, and tears are streaming down his eyes. This is the scene that he saw. So he went, he came back home and he told his father he'd seen something interesting in the he He's seen his uncle watching this old man say to him with tears streaming down his eyes and his father the Rebbe Shab told the young previous Rebbe the young Friedrich Rebbe he said like this he said your your uncle in his humility envies this simple villager the simple villager saying to him and and he, he envies how beautifully he's saying to him and so he, tears are literally flowing down from his eyes and he says this is a man that truly has a broken heart so far in the Tanya we talked about chuva according to the Zoya. Tshuva the according to the Zoya means tosh of hay, returning the hay back to where it was. Why Why does it need to be returned? Because when a person sins, the hay that's injected to them by way of Hashem blowing the soul into us, which the soul gets its energy by Hashem's four-letter name to the exclusion of everything else, which gets it from the name Elikim. When a person sins, however, they interrupt that flow. The process of chuva is returning that. But how does a person bring himself to Tshuva? In yesterday's Tanya, we said there's two ways. Step number one is arousing mercy on the soul. The soul is going through such a horrible, um, lowly experience. It's a piece of God. And now it's being thrown down into the gutters, a king tied into the gutters. And it's so humiliating and so horrible. And when a person thinks about that experience, he'll start to arouse a deep sense of pity on his soul that had to go through that sin together with him. And he'll, he'll be aroused to do Tshuva. And way number two, that the altar started yesterday, but now we're going to c- continue upon, is breaking the evil within the person, or the evil of the person. And that experience is also a step towards Chava, because when a person does a sin, what happens is, is that his ego, his his um, desensitivity soars like an eagle, and he's unable to, to feel sensitivity of of spirituality, breaking himself... S- Reduces his ego level, let's call it, and improves his sensitivity towards godliness. And Alter will try to yesterday on a cliffhanger. And how does a person come to a broken heart? How does a person come to a leiv nishba? So v'ha'yech nishba halev nidke. So how is the heart broken and humbled? That's today's. That's today's topic. That's today's question. Hinei <laughs> Who are Segufim So Alteba says only a tiny amount can really be done through uh, sigufim, which were, you know, um, a person bringing pain to himself and titheness and fasts. Nowadays, in our generation, we don't have the ability to fast like David and about David Hameluch, it's written Kameimer like it's written about David Hameluch al pasuk. It's written about David the Ve'libi chalal b'kibis shahayu gabetaynis. It says David Hameluch writes that my heart has been killed inside of me. Why? Because he had killed it. He destroyed his evil inclination through fasting. He'd done so much fasting that he had actually gotten rid of his evil inclination. Nowadays, we don't have the ability to to do that in a healthy, effective way. We can't be effective, um, Mm -hmm. useful human beings with fasting to that degree. In the olden days, David HaMelech was a much stronger person than we were. those generations, people were much stronger. We can't break ourselves in the traditional way or the olden day way. By actually literally breaking the body, so what do we do? We become masters of calculation. What does that mean? <laughs> so also, what we do is we spend up here one day at night before we at midnight before we say that, that special prayer at midnight. Um, in the, in the middle of the night, we spend some time, we think about the sins that we brought through the exile of the Shechina. We think about what we've done. We actually make a calculation. We hold ourselves accountable, essentially. The same way a, a businessman will pull out his books every once in a while and work out whether his business is making money or not making money, so too a person needs to make a calculation. Are they productive human being, And what are they doing with the godly soul that Hashem is injecting in, in, into them? and that calculation will bring them to a state of of brokenness as we'll as the garam the garam we to of a person thinks about how the, how he appropriated its very soul and how he took his godly soul and brought it to a place of evil and of death and gi- give, gave life to those, those impurities, life that was supposed to come by way of himself or to himself. And al says, you want proof of this idea, you can see it entirely that this idea exists where wicked people are called dead even during their life. The rabbis call wicked people dead means their life, where do they get their life from? They get their life from a deathly place. Ideally, where should a person get his life from? As we mentioned yesterday, the healthy, effective way is a person gets his life from his godly soul. And where does the godly soul get his life get, get the life to exist from? From Hashem's name. and and then then But if a person isn't able to receive it there because he's done sins and he's now misappropriated that energy... Now, where's he getting his energy from? The same place everything else in this world is getting from is diluted, broken down phony energy, and that's that's not a life an energy of life, that's an energy of death. So he's getting a deathly energy. <laughs> David HaMalach writes into Hilem. He says, the dead will not praise Hashem. Now, that sounds like David HaMalach is mocking dead people. Dead people don't have the ability to praise Hashem. And Dogdong say, saying, yay, I'm alive, so I get to pray, I get to praise Hashem, but dead people don't get to praise Hashem. That sounds, that's, that's, Torah doesn't believe in mocking people that are dead. In fact, there's many laws about sensitivity. A person needs to have a graveyard. For example, not, not showing that the, the titsus, why? Because you're walking around in the graveyard with, wearing the titsus out, you're showing the dead people, look, I'm doing a mitzvah and you can't do the mitzvah. The sensitivity we need to show towards, towards the dead has, is extreme. There are many halachas about it. So when a person goes to a cemetery, they take it, they tuck it inside. That way they're not flaunting the mitzvah that they're able to do, embarrassing and humiliating the dead people. So why would David HaMalach have a post look saying, dead people can't praise Hashem? Why, why would he mock dead people when Torah us have so much sensitivity about people that passed away? Rather, the explanation is Dr. Makh is not mocking people that have passed away. He's talking about people people that are alive. People that are alive but getting their energy from death. They're not getting the energy in the healthy way of the godly soul coming to them in the in the way that it's supposed to be, the way that the way they're supposed to designed to be, but rather during their life, they're getting the energy from from de- deathly areas. But unlike a, a person who, I guess, takes the time, takes Torah to inspire them to do shiva. These people walk around without letting the Torah inspire them to do shiva, and they remain in a state of deathliness, let's call it, not doing shiva, and therefore, this is, this is the people that David Malchus is talking about, not people that already passed away. Thank you so much for joining the Tan. so for the wonderful and very successful day. And thank you so much for joining.